0: morning and welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a great start. Two year Friday, and it's an exciting start to the weekend with the Braves having won two games in a row on their trip out west. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at batterypower.com, as well as at Battery Power SBN on all forms of social media. You can also find the podcast wherever it's available, free on all podcast platforms. Just make sure you hit that subscribe button to get updated when the latest content comes out. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And as I mentioned on Thursday's show, one of the things that was I was most looking forward to when it came to the Braves visiting Coors Field was the fact that we're one of those, you know, outside of the NL West, if you're a fan of a team, especially a team that that likes to hit a lot of home runs like the Braves do. One of the series that you look most forward to on the season schedule is when your team visits Coors Field and the Rockies, and the Braves took advantage of that on Thursday night. Atlanta with a 13-6 victory over the Rockies. The Rocks, Rockies actually were, were the first ones to score with an RBI single from Charlie Blackman, but then Atlanta just absolutely... Took total advantage of the game, going up 9-1 to at one point. And the big reason why, the big catalyst as to why, was a historic game from Travis Darno. Three hits, two home runs, six RBIs, including a grand slam. And the Braves were able to win 13-6. And a few trends continued from the Arizona series into Colorado again. The Arizona series, of the Braves lost, there were a few encouraging signs, as I mentioned earlier this week, that you really hoped would carry over to Colorado to where the Braves' offense would be able to take full advantage of the opportunities that teams can take advantage of in Colorado. And that's exactly what happened. The Braves once again capitalizing on runners and scoring position, again, coming into between May 20th and May 30th. The Braves hit 12 straight solo home runs. But now since May 31st, basically over the past 3 days, the Braves have hit 4 home runs that have been of the uh, that have had produced multiple RBIs. Again, they went 10 straight days without hitting anything better than a solo home run and now they have four multi-RBI home runs in 3 games. That's a great sign for this Atlanta offense. Overall, actually, the Braves were able to produce four run producing extra base hits. We talked about it on Monday's game and during Monday's game against Arizona. The fact that the Braves striking out really hurt them when they had opportunities to convert scoring opportunities into runs. Will they bounce back? Over the next three games, in great fashion, and that's the reason why they've won two out of the three games, and honestly should have won all three. Ian Anderson on the mound struggled. He he looked good overall for for some of the game, but then he struggled. You know, going through the lineup the third time through. Of course, you're going to see that in Colorado at times. The uh, Rockies were able to hit him pretty hard. C.J. Crone had a two-run home run. Garrett Hampson had a two-run home run. But the thing, again, is this, is that Ian Anderson, at the very least, was able to complete six innings worth of work and was able, obviously, to limit the Rockies' offense enough to where the Braves' lead remained insurmountable. <clears throat> and you have to hand credit to Ian Anderson. You know, in this season so far, though he's not been Close. He's been significantly worse this season than we've seen him in the past. At the very least, he's able to work through innings. He's able to log innings to make sure that during his starts, the Braves' bullpen is not overworked too much. And last night, once the Braves' bullpen came into the game, they shut the door on the Rockies again for a 13-6 win. But the story of the night was Travis Darno. Travis Darno with three hits, two home runs, and six RBIs. This is the 78th time that a catcher since 1901 has had at least three hits, two home runs, and six RBIs in a game. Only the third time a Braves catcher has accomplished that feat. And again, I know 78 times may seem like a lot, but when you consider how many chances have happened over the past, you know, 120 plus years, it becomes pretty impressive to see a catcher be able to produce like Travis darno did yesterday. But it once again goes to show that when the Braves have four, five, six of their bats in the order, producing to the talent level that they have, this Braves team can put together a string of victories like it needs to, and it got off to a great start in Colorado on Thursday night Another good thing to see from Thursday night was that the Braves outfield got some good answers and and it continued to see positive trends from several of its members on Thursday night. Well, not several, but a few. Uh, When it came to Ronald Acuna Jr., he was out of the lineup on Thursday. It appeared that he may have had another, you know, leg injury that he suffered on Wednesday in Arizona, he was able to be back in the order. Though it was as the DH, he had two hits and an RBI um, on uh, Thursday, so he was back to his normal self. It was good to see. Hopefully, as time goes on, the injuries, and, and again, you have to be, you, you have to respect the Braves' level of caution when it comes to not wanting Ronald Acuna Jr. to overcompensate using his, you know, surgically repaired knee too much to overcompensate if, you know, he's trying to overcome another leg injury. The Braves are being very cautious as they should be, but it is good to see that when Ronald Acuna Jr. is in the lineup, you know, obviously he's producing at the top of the order. At the end of the day, it makes a world of difference when you have Ronald Acuna Jr. at the top of your order producing versus the alternative and that is shown over the past few games when he's been in the order. But another really fun development is that we have now seen Michael Harris who, you know, obviously the the guys over at the Battery Powered Podcast talked about this past weekend, Michael Harris who got called up surprisingly over Labor Day weekend. You now there was a bit of struggle at, at at first when it came to his first few games in the majors. The defense of Michael Harris Jr has certainly, or Michael Harris, has certainly stood out. You can tell that one of the biggest reasons why the Braves brought Michael Harris up is because they were confident that his defense was going to translate to the majors. And there have already been several highlight reel catchers, catches, including a spectacular one in Arizona. There have already been, in Colorado last night, there have already been several, excuse me, in Arizona. There have already been several highlight reel catches, even to the point of the Braves pitchers talking about how nice it is to have Michael Harris's defense out. In center field, but the bat of Michael Harris is starting to show a bit of its potential as well. So far up in the majors, Michael Harris has made pretty decent contact, pretty consistent contact. However, a lot of his hits have been on the ground. Nearly two thirds of his balls in play so far have been on the ground. But over the past three games, Michael Harris has produced an RBI in each of his past three games, including two doubles. So he's starting to figure out, and you're starting to see some consistency from Harris at the bottom of the order. And that's exactly what the Braves need. You know, we saw, we've seen, you know, really since the end of April that this Braves offense, if they could ever figure out how to get their best talents performing at the level we know they all can perform, the bottom of the Braves order can can hold its own. And with the addition of Michael Harris, who seems to likely have, you know, replaced, I'll even say, Adam Duvall is the main center fielder moving forward. You know, perhaps Duvall plays center against left-handers, you know, pretty often. But at the end of the day, Michael Harris is getting plenty of playing time, which I think is a great development, a great decision for the Braves. And he's starting to show that not only can he have value in the field, But also he can add value at the plate. So really good to see the fact that the health of Ronald Acuna Jr. is not anything that's keeping him away for an extended period of time. And if the Braves can have him in the order, plus Michael Harris in the order, for an extended period of time, not only... Do you start off your lineup and in your lineup with some pretty good talents, but also if Ronald Acuna Jr. can start playing in the outfield a bit more, then you have the ability to have two very good defensive outfielders. And then when you stick Adam Duvall potentially in late game situations, at the very least in left field, you know, we've seen plenty of unfortunate adventures. When it comes to Braves outfielders this season. But if you've got Adam Duvall in left, if you've got Michael Harrison center, if you got a, a close to 100% Ronald Acuna Jr. in right, all of a sudden the script flips on the Braves outfield defense, and now you've got an outfield defense that certainly could be an advantage. For the Braves. So we turn the page from Thursday into Friday. And the game will be tonight at 7:40 Central, 8:40 Eastern. Max Fried will be on the mound for the Braves, and opposing him will be Chad Cole for the Colorado Rockies. Cole this year is 4-2 at the 3.65 ERA. So you're likely going to see a little bit less fireworks tonight but that doesn't mean that the importance of the Braves getting off to a good early start is any less critical. If the Braves can once again find success not only creating scoring opportunities but converting them and perhaps even, you know, getting a hold of a few baseballs and distributing distributing them out into the left center or right field stands, that'll be a great indication that this offense continues to click at the level we all know that it can. It's been a lot of fun seeing the Braves offense produce like it has over the past three games. Hopefully that will continue. We all see what results could happen if the Braves simply play to their talent level and you hope that they're gonna be able to take advantage. If the Braves can win at least two out of the next three against Colorado, you've really got some momentum going for the Braves and again, you're still in the midst of a very favorable part of the schedule outside of how far the Braves are back in the division, outside of how you know much the Braves have been inconsistent and struggled so up to this point in the season, at the very moment, the Braves right now are playing like a team that clearly can play like one of the best in the National League, and the more that they can, the more games they can put behind them playing like that, the more their confidence builds to consistently play like that, and that's how the season will get turned around. A lot of fun. Hopefully, it will continue with another Braves victory. We'll be back with you tomorrow for a special Saturday edition of the Daily Hammer. Until then, make sure you check out all the great written content over at BatteryPower.com, all the great content in general at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media, and any podcast that you need to catch up on from the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power podcast, and the Road to Atlanta podcast all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, and free on all podcast platforms. Just hit that subscribe button, and we'll make sure we'll be there for you to enjoy. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer.